and welcome to the Therapeutic Teaching Podcast. I'm Shahana Knight, the founder of TPC Therapy and the creator of the Therapeutic Schools Award and the Therapeutic Teaching Course. And every week I'll be talking about all things related to well-being and mental health in schools. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of inspirational goodness to go out there and make a real difference in the lives of the children that you're working with. Each week will be full of innovative ideas, inspirational stories, practical guidance and even some freebies so that we can actually redefine what school should be for the children of today. You have so much power to make some real changes so let me show you how. I'm so glad you found me here. Let's jump right in. Hi everyone, welcome to another Therapeutic Teaching Podcast episode. Today we're going to look at technology and the impact of technology. Now we slightly touched on this last episode where we looked at cultivating our environments, but today we're going to look at this in a bit more detail and with a different slant. So we all know that technology is a huge, 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 huge part of our day-to-day life now. And there are so many impacts that technology has on us and on our children. But there's something that we can really take from that and enhance our way of teaching the kids and um, help them to be better people through technology and what we teach about it that we're missing. As always, we're missing something. So I just want to try and fill that gap and help us to start to re-kind of frame how we can teach things when it comes to technology. Now, what I'm not talking about here is I'm not talking about safer care, um, staying safe online, cyberbullying, and um, how to minimise your time on technology. That's not what we're going to talk about today. That isn't something that is um, the focus. Let's leave it at that. What we are going to look at instead is the life lessons we can learn from using technology. So in life, everything we do, every single thing we do, there's a lesson behind it. Now, a challenge, there's a lesson. Something going wrong, there's a lesson. The pandemic, there's a lesson. Our friendships, there's a lesson. Every experience, every scenario, everything we find ourselves in, every feeling always has a lesson at its core and I truly believe this technology has the same opportunities for us so if we think about technology let's just quickly brush over technology for a minute the different types of technology that we can have are things like um, phones we might have iPads we might have computers and TVs we might have gaming um is there anything else obviously within that we've got films that we watch we've got games that we play we've got um social media challenge like channels that we have so facebook instagram twitter snapchat tiktok whatsapp probably lots more a youtube um so there's the actual platform itself is in the thing that you go on that's a technology and then there's what you can access through using that technology. And the two things go hand in hand. Now, what can we learn from that? So, so, so much. There are three key things that we can learn from technology and and social media is what I'll call it. But what I mean is um, games, TVs, programs, films, and social media platforms. There's so much we can learn. And we're not teaching our children these things and we really need to be. So the first thing is, the lesson is from using technology, you can be anyone in the world and do anything that you believe that you can do. Why? Because there are hundreds and thousands of people that are doing that already. So how many successful YouTubers are there out there in the world? 
loads, loads and loads and loads. There are loads of people earning brilliant amounts of money on Instagram. There are loads of people running businesses through LinkedIn, through Snapchat, through um, YouTube, through websites, absolutely loads of people, through emailing, loads and loads and loads. You can, I think you can even earn money gaming, doing gaming like as a, as a career and then posting videos on how to do the gaming, etc, etc, etc. The lesson that we can all learn from this digital age, and we are in a digital age, is that you can literally be anybody that you want to be. No longer do you have to just be um, an academic person. So when I say academic person, I'm really talking about our conventional jobs that we teach children about. So doctor, scientist, teacher, dentist, writer, author, um, shopkeeper, uh, whatever it is. You know, there's loads and loads and loads of things that when you think about jobs, that's where your mind goes. But there's so many other jobs. You can be an influencer. You can have a YouTube channel on how to wear makeup. You can um, be somebody who helps coach people um, using really positive mindset. You can be a business coach. You can um, you can sell flowers online. You can uh, teach people how to use social media. There's loads and loads. There's unbelievable potential out there that people can use online. And I don't think that we're teaching children that in school. In fact, I can quite confidently say that we're not teaching that to children in school. And again, it comes back to that thing of being pigeonholed. So you'll only do well if you can do maths or you pass this exam or you pass this exam or you go to college and then uni or da 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 da. None of that is true now. Now, for those children who are particularly um, naturally good at things like maths or English or writing or science or whatever, then definitely that's their path. Explore that path fully. But what about if you're amazing at music? Well, actually, there's a whole other world. You could teach music online. You can create your own music. You can write music, produce music, all from just your phone or your laptop. You can um, go out there and create um, a, an Instagram page about music and teach other people how to play music or tell them what's inspiring about your journey. What if your thing is um, fashion? Go out and teach people about fashion. Go out and show people fashion. Create a page. There's so many other job opportunities that we may be missing that maybe aren't your conventional job opportunity. And the thing is, is that we could really teach our children this and give them that inspiration and say, do you know what? Yeah, you could be a YouTuber. Yeah, you could do music online um, and not laugh at that. I think at the moment, we find ourselves in a situation where if a child says to you, when you say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they go, I want to be a YouTuber. People laugh or people think, oh God, right, okay, yeah, well, after a YouTuber, what do you want to be? And what they fail to realise is, you're more likely to become a successful YouTuber today in 2020 than you were 10 years ago and actually succeed. And you've got more skill set You've got more tools at your um, disposal. You've got more likelihood of being able to have the um, the control over getting that outcome than you will than you would in a conventional job, doing something that's more conventional and more self satisfaction. And at the end of the day, what makes us happy is what we should be doing. Okay, and we did cover this in our, one of our early episodes. What makes you happy? What makes you inspired is what you should be doing. Technology is a whole other platform for succeeding and doing well in life and achieving and actually is creating loads of businesses that maybe weren't around six years ago that are around now. And part of our job is to tell the kids about that, is to, is to give them that 
um, belief that they can do those things and absolutely do those things. You can have a child literally come out of high school and be amazingly successful selling jeans on Instagram and um, Facebook. Go for it. Absolutely go for it. You don't want to go to university or college? Don't. Go and sell your jeans online because you're giving back to the community. You're being creative. You're excited. You're passionate. You're learning about business. You're learning about money. You're engaging with people. God, that's loads of skills. Go off and do that because that's making you a better person. It's making you a rounded person. That's what we need to teach the kids. So first and foremost, technology gives us the opportunity to teach children that they can be anybody in their life and do anything. And they've got the skills and the, um, the resources to be able to do that literally in their back pocket, literally in their back pocket. There's nothing that's holding them back from being successful other than what's in their mind. And part of what's in their mind comes from us comes from the education system if we're teaching them you can do anything you can be anyone think outside the box be creative be innovative have ideas that are unique and don't go against and do go against the grain you know don't be afraid to, to say no don't be afraid to do something different if we were teaching that how many more amazingly successful young people would we have and it isn't just about making money don't get me wrong it's about being happy being fulfilled and challenging yourself I can tell you that a child or a young person who goes out there to try and be, let's take YouTuber for example, try and be a YouTuber as a successful career is learning a lot, a hell of a lot of life skills about patience, consistency, what happens if you fail, how failure is just a stepping stone to success, you do not give up, people skills, learning new skills. Um, learning and constantly learning, having to research, having to listen to other ideas, having to listen to other people. There's so much that you're learning from doing that. And actually that is very viable as a career path and also very sustainable as a career path in this day and age. If you want to be, um, I don't know, let's say that you're training to be a doctor, you want to be a doctor, that's also a path that you can do. But we should only be teaching children about exams, passing the bar, um, write, do, having to write in a certain way, um, referencing your writing, for example, when they get into sort of older year groups, um, doing things in a way that's prescribed, so, you know, the way you lay your writing out, the, all of those sorts of things, maths, da 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 da, da. Only if that's where they're naturally going, only if that's their natural skill set, and then they'll flourish and be an amazing doctor, and they'll learn all their own life skills as well around perseverance and failure and, um, you know, what to do if things don't quite go right and having to do more research and people skills, blah, blah, blah. But the two are just as important as the other. There's no one there that is more important, and there's no one there that is more, more successful. But you should only be a doctor if you truly have the inspiration to be a doctor and you really want to be, otherwise you're gonna be a very miserable doctor and you can have all the money in the world from being a doctor, but if you're miserable, you're never at home, you don't see your family and you feel unfulfilled, it's not worth it. You could be a YouTuber and sell jeans online, but you're fulfilled, you see your family every day, you can pick your kids up and drop your kids off from school, you can earn money while you sleep, why would you not do that? That makes a much happier, much more well-rounded person. Now I could say, and a lot of people would say, the reason we don't teach that in school is because it doesn't fit the social agenda. Because why would we want people to go out there and make masses of money and not be in this mindset that they have to work and work and work and work and grind and grind and grind and grind? Because actually, that's the message that we get taught. I think that we are all in control of our lives. You have 
lots of power over what you do. You can literally change your circumstances. It's down to you. Life doesn't happen to you. You are in control of it. So what you believe is is going to happen in your life, what you believe can be done in your life, will be done. If you believe, I'm going to be a successful YouTuber, you absolutely will be. Because you'll make all of the steps towards becoming that person, you'll make sure you don't stop, you'll make sure that you change your mindset and you constantly have that belief and at the end of the day it will happen because you believed it would happen, there's nothing else going to hold you back other than your belief system, but if you think, well, in year six they told me YouTubing is not even a real job, then you're not going to, are you, because your belief system doesn't believe it can happen, it's hard, It it could fail at any minute, it's not really very secure, neither is being a doctor, Neither has been a team. Nothing else is secure. Look at what's happened to us in the last year. All the jobs that we thought were secure, gone. However, the people who are online selling their stuff online are still selling their stuff online. They're still teaching. They're still training. They're still supporting. Because actually, at the minute, funnily enough, that's the thing that's sustainable. So the first thing we need to do is teach the children that they can do anything in the world and be anything in the world and actually believe that. The second thing is about mindset. So another thing that technology teaches us is about our own mindset and what we allow into our mind. So we know that children are scrolling through social media, don't we? We know that children are either gaming, talking to people on headsets, maybe people they don't know. We know that the games they play might be quite volatile, quite scary, might be, might actually distress them quite a bit, but they play them anyway. We also know that on social media, there's this whole generation of selfies and liking and there's this thing around, have you got a lot of followers? Have loads of people liked your picture? If loads of people haven't liked your picture, does that mean you're not really good enough? And it might be that you're seeing, because you follow lots of different people, you're seeing lots of different content. So on Facebook, you might follow people who share um, videos you don't really want to see or jokes that you don't really want to see or posts that don't make you feel good about yourself. And that's constantly been bombarding you all of the time. It's the same similar thing for us as adults in that what you allow into your consciousness, into your mind affects you. Okay, so if you sit and you watch the news every single day and the news is dark, it's sad, it perpetuates drama, it perpetuates hate, it perpetuates fear and you're constantly, constantly, constantly watching that and then it's on your phone and you're reading it and you're going to feel anxious, you're going to feel unsafe, you're going to believe a lot of the things that you're being taught because you're allowing it into your awareness, you're allowing it into your brain and what we think about lots and lots and lots becomes a belief system. And it becomes a reality for us. So yeah, there's loads of people dying in the world There's lo- because it's constantly in your mind. Or yeah, there's loads of people who are out there who absolutely hate people. There's loads of people doing terrible things because you're constantly being aware of that. One of our choices as human beings is what we allow into our awareness. And what you allow into your awareness determines your viewpoint on the world and your feelings. So if you do follow all these things and you get caught up in dramas and you follow people's threads where they're arguing with each other and I don't know you leave your own comments about what you think about someone else's thing that's got nothing to do with you you don't even know who they are but you're leaving in a comment too that's quite an angry comment um, and you're watching all of these things that's going to affect your, your emotional state and it's going to affect your mind 
It's going to affect how you feel, angry, frustrated, annoyed at the world. Um, you're going to be looking for that because you've seen it, you see it all the time on your phone, so you're going to be looking for it. There's another person who's been rude, just pushed past me in the supermarket. There's another person who's not following the rules, look, da, 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 constantly finding and looking for the same thing because it fits your narrative because you've allowed that into your awareness and now that's your belief system. Our lovely, young, innocent children need to be aware of that. And actually, what you follow on social media, what you allow yourself to see and hear and take in is extremely powerful. And you're in control of that. Now, it might be that you're just feeling really down and depressed. Well, is it because of all the stuff you're seeing on social media and on the TV all the time? Is it the films you're watching? Is it the things you're allowing yourself to be around? Is it the programs you're watching? Are they positive? Are they light? Do they make you feel confident and inspired? Do they lift your awareness and make you question yourself as a person and develop and grow? Do they um, give you really brilliant insight into who you are? Do they make you feel inspired by telling you you can do things and that you're in charge of your life and that life is good? Or is it the opposite? Now, whatever your belief system, surely you can see that what you're pulling in, what you're digesting, is affecting your body and your mind. It's just like food. If you eat food that's bad for you and food that's loads of, loads of sweets, loads of pizzas, loads of fast foods, you're gonna feel a bit sluggish, you're gonna feel a bit rubbish. And then you'll say, do you know what, I really need to eat a salad tonight because I've just had far too much fast food, I've had far too much rubbish this week. I can see it on my skin, I've got spots, I'm feeling a bit greasy, I'm just not feeling great. So you eat better, you feel better. It's the same thing. What you put in your body and what you put in your mind are very, very important. And one of the biggest lessons we can teach our children about social media and technology is that exact thing. What are you putting into your mind? What are you allowing into your consciousness? Because if you've got people on your social media that post things you don't like to see, unfollow them and don't be afraid to do so. Or if you followed a load of people and actually realised that a lot of that content isn't content you want to see... Stop following them, take it, out, take it off your feed and purposely put on your feed what you do want to see. So for me, my life, I have no news feeds on my phone or social media. I never watch the news. Now you might have your own views on that and that's perfectly fine, but I don't watch the news. I don't let anything into my mind or my consciousness that's going to negatively impact my thought process because it's not serving me a purpose. It's not helping me. And I know that the times when I have allowed that in, I'm more anxious, I'm more stressed, I'm tired, I'm frustrated, I'm angry, and I don't feel good. And it's purely because of what I've allowed in my mind. So my thoughts are negative. I'm thinking, oh, this is happening, that's happening, this is happening. Even just let's take the virus. And I won't go into it too much. But that virus is on all of our phones, on all of our laptops, on all of our computer screens. Every news thing that we watch is everywhere, everywhere. I had to take myself out of that because it was really affecting my mindset. It was making me feel horrendous. I felt so agitated and down. I felt like I had no control. I felt like life was being stripped from me. And then I stopped and realised I'm allowing that. I'm allowing that by looking and reading and following all of these things. And there's being informed and then there's being influenced. And I don't want to be influenced by that. I don't want that to affect my day-to-day -day life. So I've not watched the news or followed anything for months. And I physically feel better. I feel more in control. I focus on what I can do. I can go to the beach. I can be with my family in my house. I can play outside. I can have fun. I can laugh and joke and all the things I can do. And I feel loads better for it. 
Now that's just a little example. If we can teach our children that they're in control of what goes in their mind, which then affects their thoughts and then affects their beliefs, that's powerful. So there's so much we can do around who are you following, what are you consuming, what are you listening to, what are you letting into your mind, and can you be more purposeful with that? Can you be more in control of that? And don't be afraid to say, no, that doesn't, that doesn't serve a purpose for me, it doesn't help me, it's not good for me, just like you would do with food choices. The third thing is teaching them good positive life skills throughout your own practices in school. So one of the things about social media and technology is that it's draining. It's so tiring. It's tiring scrolling through for hours on your phone and liking and searching. It's tiring playing computer games for hours and hours or watching film after film. It's a really emotionally draining experience to be on social media and using technology. Staring at your computer all day, working, um, what other things are there, being on your iPad. It's really, really tiring because of the screen, but also because of what, what is being expected of you through the screen. And one of the things that we've lost maybe as a society is the stillness, the calm time, the quiet time, the self-reflection time. So a long time ago, now it feels, before we had phones in our back pockets, children, if they were bored, might have just lay on their bed, looking out the window or staring into space, maybe just thinking. Or... Adults would just people watch when they were in a cafe instead of being on their phone. What we do now is when we feel that there's a silence or there's a stillness, we fill it. We fill it with picking up our phone and checking something that we don't really need to check, but we do anyway. Or if an advert comes on the telly while we're watching a programme, we pick up our phone in between. And actually what that's doing is it's taken us into a society where we're not comfortable with stillness. We're not comfortable with peace. We're not comfortable with just being in our own skin. And when we do, and when we are, it makes us feel anxious and we feel, we feel worried and we feel a bit stressed out because we're not used to it. That's why we reach for our phone, to, fit, to fill the gap. And actually, that's a massive life lesson for kids in school as well. You know, not only do we want to teach them that they can do anything in the world, not only do we want to teach them that they're in charge of what they take in and what affects their consciousness and their mindset, it's also about learning that they're in charge of the stillness parts of their life, that actually it's very easy to be fully consumed or consumed with social media and technology. And we could literally do that all day, every day, non-stop. From the minute we wake up to the minute we go to bed, we could fill our time and our minds with the things that we do day to day and then fill all the gaps in between with being on our phone, being on TV, being on our iPad, playing a game, etc. Teaching the children to just give themselves and respect quietness and stillness is so important and because we know they're not getting that in the real world because they are filling those times and those gaps we've got to insert that into their day-to-day -day working life at school because again we're teaching we're teaching them that it's important to be still it's important to think about their mindset and have have mindfulness time because you're not getting it anymore because that's not something that you have now so that in in today's day and world is again vital. It's a vital thing we need to be teaching. If truly schools are there to teach children about the real world and how to be happy, well-functioned citizens that can contribute, then they need to be well-rounded, able to control their own mindset, reflective, calm human beings that are not just constantly being bombarded by technology and social media and really hyperactive. Because we do feel more stressed the more we use it. We do feel more hyperactive. 
It's harder to shut our minds down, turn our minds off. It's harder to quieten the noise down and we don't feel good. I know times where I've come home, sat down on the sofa, thought, you know what, I'm not going to work, I'm not going to do anything, I'm just going to give myself some time, pick up my phone and I look at the clock and it's been 45 minutes and I've been scrolling and mindlessly looking at stuff that doesn't really enhance my life. I didn't really need to look at it, but I feel stressed, I feel more tired. And sometimes I'll do that all evening and when I go to bed, I'm wired. And we don't want our kids to do that. You know, I do know a time where I just used to people watch. I do know a time where I was still, and I do loads of meditation. We've got to get that into our kids as well. So a really brilliant thing for you to do is to start to insert that into the day-to-day routine of the children and go, do you know what? Yeah, you've been bombarded at home with trauma, social media, technology. Let's not bombard you now with math, science, English, spellings, all throughout the day. Let's instead do this and this and then have some mindfulness. And this and this and then have some mindfulness. Because I'm teaching you that to take stock, to calm down, reflect, just let your brain organize all the stuff you've just learned and then move on to something new is healthy. And that means we're looking after their mental health and well-being and they're going to know how to look after their own mental health and well-being as well when they leave our care. So there's three things there. First thing, social media and technology and how they can be anyone in the world they want to be. They literally have at their fingertips a whole world of possibilities. The second thing is that they are in charge of what goes on in their mind and what they take from social media and technology, what they're watching, what they're consuming is impacting their mindset and their feelings and their beliefs. And the third thing is all of this bombardment and consumerism of content and um, information and liking, tweeting, pictures, swiping, watching, gaming is nonstop. And actually, another lesson there is we need to be still as well for our mental health and well-being. Stillness is important. Don't let yourself forget to be still. So there's three things. So what can you do in school? So the first thing I would be saying is talk to them about how social media is very powerful and how they can be anyone. Get it in in all ways that you can. Have it on your backboards. You can be anyone. You know, you can be anyone you want to be. Have conversations with the children in circle time around influences. What is a YouTuber? Talk to them about it. What's a YouTuber? What's a successful YouTuber? Um, what are some of the things that you can do as a YouTuber? Talk to them about people who have used social media as a platform for doing good in the world and creating um, change in the world and inspire them to become the best versions of themselves that they can be. And don't limit them with language. If they say I want to be a YouTuber, go, you go for it, you will be. What do you need to help me to become a YouTuber? How can you be thinking about that now? Don't minimalise that job just because we don't understand it or because it's not mainstream. And also talking to them about how they can be anyone. Don't like pigeonhole them into what they're doing. Go, you know what? It's absolutely fine that that's not your thing. This is your thing. Okay. The second thing that you can do is teach them about their own consciousness. So if you've got older children, maybe in a high school or you're in year six, it might be an idea to get a phone or an iPad go on actual social media, especially in high school, and pull out all of social media pages that are really brilliant to listen to or watch. So mindset pages, I follow a load of inspirational quotes, um, I follow um, like quite spiritual pages, like you can do anything, you know, um, like um, your the, the hard things in life are just there to help you with da 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 da, so maybe following loads of those things. 
people that are influential, people that are funny, people that are trying to do good in the world. Um, get them like a how-to guide on making sure that your social media feed is healthy, happy, and good for your mindset. And then even, you could even do, if you've got older kids, you could even do a detox. So get them to get their phones out, bring them in. And I want you to delete everyone who makes you feel not very good. I want you to, do, to unfollow pages that give you information that makes your mindset negative. Unfollow them and get rid of them. And do like a big pure detox together. You do yours at the same time. That might be a really good, powerful thing. You could talk to the children about this in circle times if you're in primary school. Prepare them for when they are having a phone, when they are using a phone. And talk to them about positive mindset what comes into your life are you influenced by the things around you if you watch a negative movie or a scary movie and then you watch a, a negative video on youtube how does it make you feel do you think that consuming those things changes your mindset do lots of lessons on that and then the third thing is teaching them positive practices so in your day-to-day -day routines do some meditations break the day up start the day with a meditation and say to the children, right, whatever's gone on for you, however tired you are, however however hyperactive you are, however much you've, you know, you might have been doing loads of gaming all weekend, you might have had not much rest, we're going to take some time, calm our minds down, really become peaceful, remind ourselves that peace is important for our mental health, and then we're going to start our day. Or you might do it after break or after dinner. A simple way of doing that is also through calming music. Just teach the kids a bit of calming music every now and again is really good. Go in your room, have some calming music, do some calming colouring. And if you're doing that in school as part of your daily practices, they're going to utilise those skill sets when they're older because you've taught them how to find time to put that piece of puzzle together that just gives them that little bit of downtime that they're not going to get otherwise. So they're the three tips. Please go away and give them a try. Let me know how they go. If you can comment on this podcast, I would love that. Um, I'd love to get your views and I really hope that this has been inspirational and helped. Thank you so, so much for listening and I'll see you in another podcast. Bye for now. I hope you've loved this week's episode of the Therapeutic Teaching Podcast. If you want more help and support to become a therapeutic teacher but don't know where to start, then head to tpctherapy.co.uk and enrol in my free course now and get started.